What's up, guys? I'm glad you're here. My name is Drake, and you're listening to the Double Click Podcast by Holy Hill Media. This episode is brought to you by White Horse Tattoo Boutique, located in Defiance, Ohio. They've won the Reader's Choice Award, six-county area best tattoo shop around, and with over 10-plus years of experience, these girls are doing it differently. Their two priorities are great art and great client experiences. If that's what you're looking for, look them up. White Horse Tattoo Boutique, Instagram, Facebook, book yourself a tattoo. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Double Click Podcast. My name is Drake. I'm the owner of Holy Hill Media, and today I'm joined again by my beautiful wife, Lexi, the owner of White Horse Tattoo Boutique. And today we're going to talk to you guys a little bit about what it's like to be married to a business owner. Some of the struggles, some of, some of the upside, some just fun stories, I guess. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's so, do it. I'll ask the first question then. We'll have you go first. So, what is it like for you to be married to a business owner? What's it like for me to be married to a business owner? Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it because I can see you. I can see, I think one of the biggest things is I can see your work in more areas than just the technical work. Owning a tattoo boutique, I can see your work, obviously, literally, and a visual representation. I can see your tattoos and how good they are and how much you're growing over time. But I can also see the fruit of your labor and you building a brand that people enjoy and that people come back to and come back and come back and come back to. I can see your work in you developing artists and in collaborating. And I think that it's exciting and it's motivating and it's fulfilling to see you win in different ways. And I think that's the really cool thing about being married to a business owner. I also think that for another upside, there is a lot of flexibility. If we need to do something, you know, if something comes up, I can just say, hey, can you reschedule your appointments or whatever? We don't have to worry about how much, you know, vacation time or sick time or whatever we have. We just do what we need to do within within reason. The downside, however, <laughs> how to the downside, I and mean, I know this is going to be one for you as well. It's a lot of time involved. You have late nights sometimes where you're tattooing very late or you're working on designs at home really late, you know, or sometimes there's weekend events that you, that you do. There's a lot of that. There's, there's also the, the part of knowing that in any given day, you have a lot of pressure or stress on your mind and weight on your chest, thinking about decisions you might have to make or whatever the case might be. And the stress that you wear, I wear whether we intend that or not. I know it's the same for you. So I would say that, you know, that's another, that's probably a downside. It's worth it, but it's a downside. And then I would say the other thing is, you know, the the fact that the benefits that everybody else has in their job that like they can like, okay, well, if my insurance is better, you could, we'll just go on your, on mine. If yours is better, we'll just both be on mm-hmm. yours. We just both have to figure out, you know, together how we're going to do that independently and obviously finding health providers that health care health insurance providers that I mean that are honestly way harder to find than you think Mm -hmm. so yeah I would say that's the good and that's the bad what you got I will double down on that bad the last one you just said (laughs) insurance Um, stuff yes because it is a pain and yeah those are the things that you don't get as a business owner 
that a lot of people get working under a business. You don't um, you don't get from anybody else. You got to go get it. That's the thing. Yes, yeah. correct, correct. And like you said, it's not easy. It's not easy to find that. But for me, what is it like being married to a business owner? We'll start with the good. I would also say I know how much you love business in general and how much you love to learn and grow and build things. And so seeing you do that with a business, as stressful as it can be for you sometimes, I know that the other side is way, way better for you and you get a lot more out of that and you thrive in that. And so just to see you thrive in owning a business, I love that. You know, you've said a few times, you know, it's just too much. It seems like it's too much. Maybe I'll just go work somewhere. I'm always like, no, 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 no. <laughs> because I know you wouldn't be happy yeah. doing anything else. So there's that part of it. And I know that you, I, I love seeing you be able to build other businesses up because you do believe in business owners. And I mean, that's what your job really is, is to take other businesses, build them up, make them more money. And your heart is just happy when that happens. And that makes my heart happy. Good. But yeah, so it's good being married to a business owner to, to be able to watch them grow and thrive. The downside of it is, is the stress. So, you know, I say, I say all the time, being in love, it, you feel the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yeah. I would say that's pretty similar in business, um, not as deep of a level as being in a relationship, but it's pretty similar. You feel these highs. It's like, oh my gosh, people are coming to me. People are buying into my business. I am employing people. That is the, the money that I give them is what they're feeding their kids with. Yeah. It's a great feeling. And then on the the other side, the the stress, the anxiety, all that does bring you to a low. And you know, we're, we're at home trying to just relax and chill, and, and you can't because your mind is on the business. So I would say that's a downfall. Being married to a business owner is it never stops. It does not. <laughs> it never stops. There's always something. Something can happen in business where it can instantly change your mood or instantly change what we're doing. We have to sometimes drop things because of the business. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. One of, you know, just referring to the whole highest of highs, lowest of lows experience. I think that's so true for so many reasons. And I think specifically because, you know, as a business owner, it's really, it really is just you, you know, it, it can be a very lonely place, especially if you don't have a partner or, you know, there's not, you're not doing it with anybody because as, as great as your employees are, at some point in time, they're your employees. They're not, they shouldn't know everything that you're, you know, every in and out of the business or the books or whatever the case might be that that might take a lot of time or a lot of energy to fulfill. Like they don't need to know everything, not because you're hiding it from them, just because they've got their own things to worry about, right? And they signed up to work for you, not work, you know, along, you know, beside you as an owner, they're an employee. And so, you know, it does get to be kind of lonely, but to, to your example of the highest of highs and lowest of lows experience, I think that's exactly how entrepreneurship is because you are responsible for making the business grow or if the business fails, you were responsible. There is nobody else to blame but you. You are responsible for anything and everything that goes on. The way people be, see your business, you're responsible. 
the way you, you spend your money, you're responsible. The things that you invest in as a company, you are responsible. And on the other hand, if you win, everybody looks at you. If you knock something out of the park or you make a sale or whatever, you know, typically, you know, you, you, it, it echoes back to you somehow, you know. And also just to that, like when you win, your employees win. When for you sure. fail, the, your employees also feel feel that as well. For sure. I guess I guess what I'm saying though is as a business owner, you have such a roller coaster of a ride and you feel every bump. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. For the good and the bad ones, you feel everything. And if you I've had to really learn how to have thick skin and a soft heart. If anything, business has taught me how to have thick skin and a soft heart, which is a really hard thing to balance. Resilience is somewhere in that conversation, and I talk about that a lot, but resilience, I think, is the key factor to success that I see and the people I look up to. And having to feel all of those things can be so exhausting. Mm-hmm. Having to, to be with somebody who has to feel all those things can be so exhausting. You know, I, could, I can have a great week, month, quarter, year, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, one of those situations. I'm thinking about our success or I'm thinking about, you know, a good day that we had at the office, but you come home and you have a problem. Now I'm, now I'm with you. Now I'm feeling your problems. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting thing that we both are doing this right now because everybody's like, first of all, if they don't know where we work, they're both, you know, if somebody knows that we both own a business, they're like, oh, so you guys never see each other? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's funny. Actually, we share a building. So we see we might not see each other very often, but we see each other a couple, few times a day mm-hmm. and we're busy the rest of the day. But on the other hand, we're so busy and because we're so close to each other, when we do see each other, it's just like, oh yeah, you're across the, across the room and you know, we have to be intentional about like, mm-hmm. hey, just because we're close to each other doesn't mean we are you know, mentally, emotionally close to each other just because we're close mm-hmm. in proximity. So, but the other thing too is like, you know, everybody, <laughs> and then the people find out we work in the same location, they're like, so you drive each other nuts? And I'm like, no, because we barely talk throughout the day because <laughs> right. we're busy working. Yeah. And so we have a very interesting dynamic that I don't think a lot of people understand um, unless they're in it to some degree. Yeah. But I also like the idea that, again, we both have the flexibility. I think we both have the opportunity to make it as successful as we want to, as, we're, as long as we're willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Again, it brings a lot of problems, but I think us both being a business owners creates a very different dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what the difference is there. I know obviously there's relatability and understanding, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. There used to be a time when I'd be working late or answering emails late and you'd be like, yo, get off your phone, Why? put your computer away, <laughs> whatever, right? Spend time with me. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you're, I'm responding to emails and you're drawing up signs or right. you're sending out emails yourself or you're getting back with messages. And so... It's relatability because of the relatability, there's understanding. There's a mutual understanding that, hey, listen, you know, we signed up for this and it just forces us to be intentional about having quality alone time. And that's something that we've talked about a lot more lately. Yeah, I would say that's something we're still navigating through. And it's been interesting to even acknowledge it is like, you know, you say, yes, we work in the same building. So sometimes it's like, yeah, we see each other throughout the day and multiple times a day, but it's different than being that, having that intentionality of like, hey, you're home, I'm home, 
let's do something together. Let's, you know, because, because we do work together too, we don't have the thing that a lot of couples have where it's like, Hey, how was work today? They don't, we don't have that conversation. Yeah, like you know how home. work went today. You were yeah. there. <laughs> right. For right. sure. It's this trap of like being used to being around each other, but not mm-hmm. being in like connected in the moment because we're working. Right. So then we go home and like, we still have this like state of mind where it's like, we're working. you're working across the room from me yeah. type deal. Yeah. It's like, so we're still trying to figure out like how, how do we break out of that? We're working. Yeah. Part. Yeah. Which I think sometimes we do a great job of it. And sometimes it's like, Hey, I still feel like you're across the partition from me at work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I wonder, I wonder what topics in this discussion can benefit other people who either own businesses and their wife does or doesn't, or husband doesn't does or doesn't, or the, the spouse, you know, if we're speaking to a spouse who might not own a business, but their loved one does, or the spouse mm-hmm. does, what kind of value we can bring them. And I, I want to go first on this just because I think that you will be able to com- complement what, what by either contradicting or supplementing or bringing a different perspective to what I'm going to say based on our conversations from a week to week basis. But one of the things that I think are, is so important is like establishing an understanding, you know, like Maverick says in Top Gun, oh. you got to manage your expectations. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Anyway. You have to manage your expectations. And the thing about it is, is like, you know, for example, before you started Whitehorse, a lot of times you were like, listen, like, you know, I want you to be here with me. You're working late every day or you're, you know, you're up early. And, you know, I guess back then I got, when we weren't living together, it was like a, it was a thing of, I don't see you that much or, you know, when we're together, I want to spend just quality time with you. And there's something to be said about also knowing like, Hey, listen, I, I need to know what your expectation is and I need you to know what my expectation is because on one hand, I have to fulfill you as a partner. I have to give you the time and attention intentionally. But on the other side, on the other side of it too, like you, you knew that I was a business owner when we got together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I started this while we were together. You know what I mean? And I think that's, I think that's a, a huge part to understand. Like what do we expect from each other? And if you don't have those conversations and have them regularly, you will grow better. You will grow better. And I'm talking to either side of the fence here, either the spouse that doesn't own a business or the one that does the person across from the table from you will grow better. If you're not regularly managing those expectations, talking about what you need from each other, because on the other end too, as a business owner, there was a lot of times when there's a high stress day. And you couldn't relate to that before you opened White Horse. And I'm just like, hey, I'm just trying to chill and watch a movie. And you're trying to have, you know, these deep conversations and like really meaningful conversations and moments. And I'm like, I want to give that to you, but I don't feel like I have that in me. So now, you know, I I have, I'm hopefully getting better at this, but I, I had to start the process of realizing like I have to reserve capacity for, for you. I have to reserve capacity throughout my day, which means I have to make things not matter as much because other things matter more. Mm-hmm. All that takes is prioritizing. All that takes is talking about what really matters and how do I show the person that matters, that they really matter. And so prioritizing is, is huge. I think managing the expectations and holding each other accountable to the expectations that you've discussed and agreed upon, as well as allowing for grace on both ends because it's really hard it's really hard to understand what you haven't experienced. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I think, you know, we've talked about 
you know, you, I'll, I'll say something to you and be like, I, I didn't realize you expected that of me. I'm like, oh yeah, I never, I never told you that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I can't expect you to do what I'm not asking or, or bringing to the table. I can't just expect that you'll know that. I think that's something we will always have to navigate through because there was, there'll always be different expectations, things that will, some that will be dropped and some that will be added. And I think too, something that I'm also learning and honestly, by just having this conversation, I also have to realize that when you are working and you are working late, that, and and I'm asking you just to not, (laughs) that it's not just about you anymore. It's not just about you and the business. Like you have employees, it's about them too. And I am realizing like, I have to be understanding of that. I, you need to work to, to make sure that Holy Hill Media does well so that your employees still have a job. So yeah, I'm just kind of now like realizing that in this conversation that. The depth of it though, explain that to me. Let me, let me stop there for a second because, you know, saying like you're just realizing it. I'm curious because, I mean, I've, I've ha- we've had employees here, right? Yeah. And we've probably talked about it being a bigger responsibility now because we have employees and it's been a topic of discussion. But what has it been for you just in this conversation that maybe open your mind to the idea that it's not just me that I'm working for. I think it's just a, like talking about the things that, or maybe just in, in my head thinking about the things I that I struggle with, with being married to a business owner is one of the big things is the time, the time that it takes to keep a business going. And like, like I said earlier, like it, it never stops. Um, there's always something and I guess I'm just realizing now I'm thinking back to the conversations that we've had and the things that I've been like, you know, upset about and how much I'm just thinking of myself in those times. And um, because some, some of it is selfish and it's those expectations I didn't bring to you as well. Um, so it's kind of like a full circle, like just me realizing having a business, especially when you have employees, it's, it's way bigger than just yourself. And I think, I think to your point, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you used to see my, you know, my time spent or my capacity spent as almost like an obsession with the business because it, maybe it's, maybe it was ego, maybe it was just stubbornness, probably whatever it was, that's how you'd see it. From, from our past discussions, you saw my drive as like a selfish obsession. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. So I, I do this thing that <laughs> in my mind, sometimes I think I'm like a therapist or something or <laughs> so I think we all do that probably. <laughs> and like so diagnosing I, people's problems. Yes, yeah. I'm like you are indulging yourself in this. There must be like a reasoning behind it. Like, what is he? What is he trying to hide? For, hide behind yeah. or compensate for with his business? Yeah. You know. And so it was. Um, it was a thing that I I made up a story or made up a, a thing in my head a and talked yeah. to you about. Yeah. So yeah. Well, now you know. Yes, it is a probably an obsessive <laughs> passion, but it's also bigger than me, even in my own mind and drive. Yeah. What would you say as a piece of advice for a as a um, a spouse whose significant other owns a business? Good question. I would say for, first, as being a female, think before you speak. Um, <laughs> as, as women, especially me, I speak and act out of emotion. 
and sometimes I'm not grounded in it. And so if I were to just take the time, like say, say you're working late or you're on your phone late and I'm irritated, you know, don't, don't act irritated right away. Kind of give, give you grace in the moment. And then, and I can sit in my own mind and think, why am I upset? Is there something I'm expecting him to do that I have not talked to him about? If I have talked to him about, then yes, say something. Or be like, hey, babe, like we, we talked about this. Can you just get off your phone or can you be done soon? Accountability, right. Yes, and, and if I have not talked to you about it, it's like, hey, can we, can we talk really fast? Or when, whenever you're done, it's like, I think grace is a big thing. Giving grace and then also just, just double-clicking in your own mind. Like, why am I mad? I would say, too, though, is any advice I can give that you didn't ask for as a man or woman who owns a business and your spouse does not, and you feel potentially the pressure of balancing what it takes to obviously sustaining a quality relationship with your loved one, as well as you know what it takes to build a successful business or even maintain an already successful business. You know that what it takes and you know that you, you need your, I think the biggest frustration typically is you don't understand. You don't understand I'm doing this for us, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The biggest advice I can give for you as a business owner when your spouse is not on a business is the same exact thing that she said. Just communicate, manage your expectations because if you don't know what's making them upset, but you can tell that they're upset, it's because you didn't talk about it. It's because you don't know. You, you got to ask, right? Hey, are you okay with this? Let's set some boundaries. If I am home by, what is the cutoff time that you know at any, at any point in time? Listen, if you can be home by this time, we don't have kids. So that would change the dynamic completely. But for, you know, I guess speaking to those who don't have children with a spouse and you own a business, the communication is everything. Mm -hmm. Figuring out what they expect from you so that you don't have to assume and they don't have to assume that you know is huge. I think the other thing is this. Your time is better served early. This is a life hack. <laughs> when you wake up early, listen, your spouse ain't going to complain how early you work. No. They complain how late you work. This so, is so true. Why I, is this a thing? Because you don't wake up early. Yeah, I'm like, please get out of bed. Give me, give me some space. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> so you wake up early and use that extra time to get ahead so that you can have a sharp cutoff in the evening that's predictable and that's, you know, agreed upon by both, mutually agreed upon. Mm -hmm. The other thing is this. If you're going to break an expectation, let them know ahead of time. Hey, I'm going to be later than I told you I was going to be. This came up or this came up. This is just a heads up so you aren't mad when I'm just showing up late. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, if you've had a bad day, talk about it. Mm -hmm. Because people are condescending when they have things that they, they have pent up but they don't want to talk about it. Just say, like, hey, heads up, I've had a tough day. You know, I really try and won't try to, you know, I'm trying not to take it out on you or to let you feel it, but just want to give you context. It has nothing to do with anything you did or said. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge too. Yeah. I mean, you hear people all the time say communication is key in relationships, especially when you own a business, I would say. One last thing I'll say too, this is something that I've been learning over, I would say the past two years. One thing that was hard for me to kind of realize, and I see it now is you know, being married to a business owner, also somebody like with your personality, like you're just go hung, like you're all in. 
I, I looked at that as almost a fault when I should have looked at it as a strength in you. And we've talked about this too. It's, you know, you as the man of the house, you want to provide. And this is what you're doing to provide. And this is what makes you feel like a man and the man of the house. And I need to give room for that. I need to not, <laughs> need to not suffocate that. You going, you go, you saying some things that are going to rub people a certain way <laughs> and I'm about it. I'm say what you mean. And you stand on that. Yeah. We might have to do another podcast after this well, one. We're going to have to, ex- but, you, somebody's going to ask you to explain yourself. All right. Yeah. And just remember that you don't necessarily have to. Okay. <laughs> stand on what you say, <laughs> but I respect and appreciate that. And I think for those who have a perked ear and maybe even a bit of uh, I don't know, some calamity internally because some of hearing friction. that, some friction. I think it's important to understand this. If you know what it takes for somebody to feel fulfilled, you have to make room for it. And if you don't know what it takes for somebody to be fulfilled, you need to ask yourself if you actually love them, mm-hmm. whether it makes you feel good or not, whether it dents your pride. Mm-hmm. It is very important for me specifically to provide for my family in a way that is beyond just ends meet. That is, that is, at this point, it is engraved into my soul. There is not a, there's, there's no escaping that need, that desire, that passion. It is a vigor, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon, and she knows that. Lexi, you know that. That's why you provide the flexibility and understanding for me, because you know what that means to me. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it's every woman's job to take a step back to a man's dream. That's not at all what she's saying. What she's saying is... I'm letting you be you because I know how much this means to you. And I understand that fulfillment is, uh, there's a few things that can fulfill you in life, truly fulfill you. And typically it is your calling, it is your spouse, and it is your children. Nobody will really be able to, t- I don't care how good of friends you are or whatever, uh, you know, your family, sure, yes, they can, your friends, they can fulfill you, but only the close ones fulfill you. You know, we go out to eat with a lot of different people. Not all of them fulfill us. You know what I'm saying? That said, acknowledge what fulfills each other and then make room for that. Not only make room for that, if you love them, protect that. Fight for that. Die on that shield. Mm -hmm. Trying to protect what fulfills somebody. Because what matters to you has to matter to me. Mm -hmm. If not, we are living living lies. Because I'm going to go work my butt off. I mean, we're here. We've recorded, what, six episodes of a podcast (laughs) on a Saturday morning. And, you know, if I was alone, I'd be, you know, I'd be working. Mm-hmm. And if I have to go home and act like this doesn't matter to me to make sure that you don't feel like it matters more, you don't think it matters more, that's a problem. I need to be able to come home and still be passionate about it. Mm-hmm. You need to, you, but you also need to know that you mean more than that, right? But that's the communication. That's the open line of communication. That's the intentionality. When you're busy, when your schedule at times controls you, you have to set expectations, you have to communicate, and you have to be upfront. And if you don't, the stress and the time and the demand will overthrow you as the person who is supposed to be providing whatever for your significant other. Amen. Good? Yeah, nothing to say on that. Yeah, nothing That's to good. say. Appreciate that. Let's, let's wrap up with this. What... What do you think, and here, and here we're venturing into territory that we haven't quite tracked yet. What do you think it's going to mean to add children to our equation? Because 
we've talked about it. Um, we've agreed that it would be best, at least for the first year, two years, for the most part, of you staying home. You said, you know, something you, you might do some things here and there if you, if you feel so pulled to do that. But for the most part, being stay at home for who knows how long. I mean, again, we plan for one thing and then, you know, life actually changes. So I would like you to stay at home. I would like to, to, to provide so that you can take care of our child. You know, I don't love the idea of child care, public child care. I don't love the idea of, I mean, honestly, public school, if I'm being honest, but it's a whole other conversation. <laughs> what do you think that changes when we add a, a child to the equation? It changes everything. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a whole new season and it's going to be figuring out business together a whole new way. Because like you said earlier, you know, we, we don't have kids. So, you know, you working till seven o'clock isn't a big deal. But when we do have kids and I'm a stay at home mom, I'm going to want some relief earlier than seven o'clock. <laughs> I'll get up earlier. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's going to, I think, when the time comes, you know, there's going to be a big conversation to be had about, okay, how's this going to look? What, what's going to need to change? And, um, you know, we've already discussed like, you know, what you need to be doing in work to, to supplement um, and make up for your income. Correct. Correct. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, I mean, we're kind of in that state as now like already putting that in our mind, like, so we're not behind the ball when it happens. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to answer it, Simply is everything is going to change. Yeah. So we've been planning this for probably a year already. You know, like, hey, what are we going to do when we do have kids? How, what's, what all is that going to change? You want to stay home? Okay, great. Well, how do we make sure that, you know, we don't feel that financially if your income is now out of the equation? Do we replace it? Yes. It's my job to replace it. Now I'll replace it. However, you have a business now that creates some passive income. Mm -hmm. So now I don't have to replace the entire thing, but I can for comfortability. There's a whole, <laughs> you know, these things so go much. in circles, man. The, the big thing that I realized is this, it's like, what's going to matter the most and how, mm -hmm. listen, from, from my, whatever, little experience, 28 years old, I've realized that when, when everything matters then nothing matters, but when few things matter, then they matter like they're everything. Mm -hmm. And if we can identify some priorities that gives us, I mean, listen, you don't have focus without a priority. You don't have clarity without a priority. You need these things to have those things. You need to have a focus in order to, to, to move in the correct direction and to, to, to align with what we need to accomplish. All that said, what matters is time spent. Mm -hmm. What matters is providing and time spent You've told me that, you know, a big thing is quality time, especially when we have kids, mm -hmm. being able to be around for that, which means that 60 plus hour work weeks are <laughs> probably not in the equation. Um, no. But at the same time, we have to come to, you know, we have to, that, that's fine. Like if we would have had kids earlier, you know what I'm saying? And, and we, we had a, a quality of life that we wanted to achieve. 68-hour work week might had had to be understand. Under, we, we are able to say that, yeah, okay, when we do have kids, I won't be doing the 60-plus-hour work weeks most of the time, if not ever, because we've built it to the point where we can do that. Right. You know, the business, will Holy Hill will be at a place where I won't need to do that. But if it wasn't the case, then what would happen, right? Mm -hmm. If we still needed, I needed to grind to get there, then what? Then do I start, you know, then do we just 
compromised our goals for, you know, our financial goals for the future, our flexibility, you know, what, what all do we compromise then? And I think that's, that's tough in any given moment, especially because your goals for our family and my goals for our family, we're aligned because we've talked about it, but there's some things that are different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just goes back to those expectations. Like those will completely change when, you know, we bring a kid into the equation. There'll be different expectations yeah. then that need to be discussed. Yeah, I think so too. I also, I also know that, you know, I'm the one who I think a lot about, we think about different things when we talk <laughs> about like, pro- like providing like you quality time and like, healthy food is like your goal and and mine is like you know financial and 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 our freedom to be able to control our schedules so i mean it ends up being you know financial and and time freedom Mm -hmm. and there has we have to talk about what the middle ground is on that right because my goal is financially i mean like we've talked about far exceed yours like you are happier and satisfied with significantly (laughs) less than i am but we found a middle ground to where it's like, this is how I can achieve my goal without compromising the quality of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And once you find that line and it's communicated, then it's just about accountability and fulfillment, actually execution rather. Yeah, but I'm sure when we get to that, to that point, we will have many questions. So there are people out there listening who own businesses together or individually and have kiddos we might need your help in yeah. a few years. <laughs> Shoot us a message, man. We'd love to go out to eat, take you out for some for some food and some drinks, pick your brain a little bit. There's only one way to learn, right? Yeah. If you don't know somebody, you got to find somebody that's in the situation mm-hmm. and learn from them. So, so yeah, let's wrap it up. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Again, a few of these podcasts have been fun. Uh, Lexi and I just sitting down, sharing our thoughts. Candidly, some, most will probably be a little bit more organized, prepared, and really structured around execution and just industry knowledge so we'll see though we'll see what you guys prefer we'll see what you want to hear and see what you like to hear so thank you guys for tuning in please subscribe if you enjoy Um, a review would be great you can follow us on socials holyhill.media is instagram facebook holyhill.media.facebook everything else is just holy hill media we would love you guys continuing to listen to this podcast if you have any ideas or questions or people that you want interviewed, please let us know. This podcast is built for you, so we want to hear from you. Appreciate you guys' time, and talk to you soon.